Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the Third Party Podcast, your weekly Apex Legends podcast brought to you by Crossover Media. I'm your host, Shay, joined by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's it going today? It's going mighty fine today. Very happy to be here. Lots of exciting content coming out for Apex, and uh, we're just excited to be able to cover it. Yeah, it's a good episode, and these next couple of weeks are just going to be really awesome, and hopefully we'll see an influx of a lot more people into this community and we can, uh, you know, help grow and everybody can play together. It'll be a great time. Uh, check us out on Instagram and Twitter at third party pod sub to our YouTube channel, third party pod. We stream weekly four to 6 PM Pacific time every Thursday. We got a good one though. Today we're going to be going through some reviews, news, talking about the new mode, always be closing, sharing our thoughts on the new trailers that have dropped talking season six editions, uh, dropping together per usual, and possibly ending with some questions, time permitting. We got a lot to cover, so we'll see if we can get to that. If you want to support us, please consider joining us on Patreon and get access to two extra podcasts every month amongst tons of other benefits. Link is going to be in the description below. Let's dive into some reviews and news. First review is coming from Nickel Crab. Clearly passionate. Great podcast to learn more about the game and its lore. These guys are clearly passionate about Apex Legends, and listening to it will not only improve your gameplay, but also give you some enjoyment. Thank you, thank you, Nickel. Next review is coming from Jake Murray. Such a great podcast. You guys are so in-depth, and your passion for this podcast shows every week. I never miss out on an episode from you guys. I usually listen before bed, thinking of ways I can improve my skills while I drift off to dream about Apex. 10 out of 10. Nice, soothing voices before bed. We don't try to get too animated. Don't want to scare anybody. <laughs> Just relax, relax. Next review is coming from FTC. Great podcast. This is the best podcast on earth. You Ooh. guys make every day a little bit better. Your tips and tricks make me a way better player. I'm a Pathfinder main with 6,000 kills. 6,000 kills. Respect on Pathy. Gotta love it. Next review is coming from that 12-year-old. I hate podcasts, and I can't wait for every episode to come out. I recommend this to anyone that plays Apex. I'm glad we've turned some non-podcast listeners into podcaster listeners, because it is a great, great media outlet, and I think Henry and I enjoy making it and would recommend you guys continue to listen. The third party certainly turned me around on podcasts. I didn't think anybody was going to (laughs) listen. Last review for the day is coming from Graydon. Hey boys, short and simple, Shay and Henry's voices sound like ASMR. I get really excited when a new episode is released. Thank you so much, Graydon. That means a lot to us. (laughs) (laughs) It's not that kind of show, folks. (laughs) It's not that kind of show, but it might be that kind of show. Okay, big announcement before we get into the news regarding the Patreon. Uh, We have the official drop of our first merch line, Choices, featuring Wraith. Amazing art designed by one of our listeners named Jamie. Uh, It's a classic white t-shirt with an absolutely incredible Wraith design uh, with a great quote in collaboration with, you know, third-party podcast. So it's overall just an amazing look and definitely make sure to check out the Instagram to get a look at it and check out the Patreon to get a look at it as well. Yeah, the, releasing this uh, exclusive merch was one of our goals uh, from right off the bat. We've always been excited about designing stuff and making uh, apparel. 
Um, but this one is exclusively for our master and predator tier supporters. Mm -hmm. So it's a pretty exclusive benefit. And since we're manufacturing the shirts through Patreon, they have their own rules that we have to adhere to. Yep. And one of those is that uh, it applies to our patrons uh, only after three consecutive months of supporting us at that role starting as we released. Mm -hmm. So we're really excited about that. I'm excited to get my own shirt. We'll definitely be repping it. Oh, yeah. Um, it's going to be really cool. And, you know, if you guys are excited about this and we get, you know, a couple people uh, to support it and get these cool T-shirts, uh, we're really looking forward to doing more. Yeah. Potentially, you know, right now it's we have the Patreon guarantees of three merch drops a month and we're going to keep doing that with these uh, continued Patreon merch. But uh, if people like it, we might try and do some Big time third party pod merch available to the public. That's correct. And only three per year. Three per year. What did I say? Month. Three per year. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't say three per month. <laughs> three per month would be awesome. That would be a good deal. We just don't have the time. We can't afford that. <laughs> That's the honest truth. Okay. Let's dive into the news though. Really this whole episode is a pretty big news breakdown, but kind of looking at the teasers in general, I think for the news segment. Uh, we have spray paint really all over World's Edge, specifically looking at the train and the city. Uh, teasing Rampart a little bit, you know, saying, sorry, not sorry. We got the pictures of Blisk and the won't let you down text as well. Really cool introduction to the whole spray paint uh, feel. Yeah, it's super interesting. And also teasing this relationship that Rampart has with Blisk. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's very unique, very interesting uh, from a character perspective. Um, and still, we, we're not quite sure what these are about. You know, won't let you down mm -hmm. and sorry, not sorry. Um, it, it has to do with the relationship with Blisk. We'll get more into it, but uh, the spray paint everywhere is pretty cool. Yeah, I like it for sure. Just a cool look around the map, potentially kind of teasing some other stuff down the road as well. We also had voice lines from the characters on Twitter. Uh, a couple that we'll just go over. Uh, Starting from the earliest, uh, we had Dion Bacar uh, talking to Rampart, uh, saying she and, modded an awesome pistol. Then we had a character named Nix talking to Rampart, saying that he can't pay right now, but he can next week. Kind of got into a little bit of a scary tussle up there. Uh, we have an unknown voice speaking to Bacar about throwing a match in the gauntlet and that there's a lot of money riding on this. And then last but not least, we have Grimes talking to Rampart about her turret that he's impressed by it and he wants to buy it. Really, we're just seeing a lot of new characters, honestly, introduced and just a lot of potential clients of Rampart. Yeah, it's definitely clear that Rampart is popular and uh, a pretty savvy businesswoman. Mm -hmm. and still kind of unclear as to uh, how maybe legal uh, her operation is, yeah. uh, but she definitely has major influence uh, in certain circles. That's definitely for sure. Yeah, hopefully we'll be learning even more about her upcoming uh, soon. Now we're going to dive into the Always Be Closing Evolved event. So this is the new event uh, that dropped just yesterday for Apex. Uh, and it's a good one. It's a really good one. I mean, your first impressions are really good of the mode. Yeah, I really liked it. You know, we've been wanting, you know, more limited time modes to come back into the game. We had Always Be Closing. Uh, just for a few days mm -hmm. uh, for the Grand Soiree event. Um, and so I thought it was really cool that they brought it back, added the Evo armor, added the Mozam. Um, and, you know, as the title suggests, 
the ring's always closing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's never any delays in between the first, or the second, or uh, what have you. But I thought it was really cool, and it really it plays a lot uh, more different than you may expect. Yeah, like always be closing uh, seems like a adrenaline rush, like very mm-hmm. fast paced. It's not necessarily that, but it's certainly different than regular queuing. Yeah, I think it just forces a lot of teams and maybe it's not even physically but psychologically that they need to move mm-hmm. closer towards that end final shrink and so you run into a lot more teams and choke points early on and it's just kind of an interesting vibe feels a little bit more aggressive overall but it's it's a good mode for sure and i think the evo armor as well really uh, helps out with that yeah let's dive into like the new things that we have uh, seen in this limited time mode and the first of which are that at the beginning, there's six care packages that drop all over the map. Pretty exciting. It's exciting. And I think that leads a little bit into the next thing, though, because all those care packages have spitfires in them, at least so far that we can confirm. The ones yeah. that we've found have three spitfires. Reason for that being we have the graffiti mod hop up introduced into this limited time mode. Uh, and that goes on the spitfire. It has now given it four fire modes. And really, it's a paintball gun. Turns it into, you know, shooting purple, yellow, green, or random colors. Additionally, adding faster reload to the Spitfire and an increased mag size. It's a really cool hop-up. It's really fun. And then you can change the fire mode in between the different Mm -hmm. colors, Mm -hmm. um, which is really cool. The purple, the yellow, the green, and then you can just do a random combination of these, which is really fun. Um, and yeah, so the care packages have three Spitfires mm-hmm. with the hop-up included, two stacks of heavy ammo per three slots. Yep. So the whole squad can get set up with this gun. Um, what season was it where they did the care packages off the drop a long time ago? It was with the introduction of Disruptor Rounds and Hammer Point Rounds. I think it was two. Oh man, that was cool. I think it was two. This is a major throwback to that, and I really like that because I feel like it adds more... Uh, POI interest off the drop and spreads everybody out a little bit more mm-hmm. and just adds more loot into the game overall. It's really fun to play because contesting the early care package drops are always kind of fun for sure. And in this mode, you can do it. Mm-hmm. You have a Mozambique. You have like, Evo armor. You're chilling. Mm-hmm. Like you can, if your whole squad wants to, you know, go get the Spitfires right away. Mm-hmm. I feel like you can go ahead and do that for sure. Uh, looking at this game mode overall, though, there's two shrinks per game. Uh, you know, you land and the first shrink is 15 minutes uh, to get to the final circle, which is not really a pinwheel, but it's a pretty small circle, which I think is fair to say. Um, and then after that, you get uh, about a minute and a half until you hit a pinwheel shrink. Mm-hmm. So it's two shrinks overall, but really the majority of the game is played with this always closing uh, once off the bat. Um, have you what have you been thinking like from that final circle perspective has it played differently than other final circles for you yeah i don't i mean maybe i'm making things up and i <laughs> that's totally fine but i i think that it is a bit different you mm-hmm. know usually when you have uh say like a a fifth round yeah ring there's going to be maybe one or two power positions in that ring mm-hmm. and you're either going to play those play under them uh, try to grab some cover if you show up a little late, but it's kind of like pre-planned, like you know where you're going to go and you go there to secure it. With the always be closing final ring, 
uh, which is kind of that smallest. The first one It's final, yeah, but not really final. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't really, there, it's so small there isn't necessarily a good place to be. Mm-hmm. So you are kind of playing the edge of that uh, ring and you might be pretty far away from it mm-hmm. and choose to defend that and maybe gatekeep or just have more vision on the ring. So I think it does play a little bit different and I think it's really cool. It's very exciting. And, you know, one thing off the bat is a lot of people and us gravitated towards the fast paced legends to start. So you're like, you know, rings always going to be closing. We want to be able to mm-hmm. get away from that. Um, really just how it plays though. Like Henry and I have dropped on opposite sides of the map and not run into any really issues uh, with that zone. It, it's very slow on the mm-hmm. close. And so really you can play any legend and, you know, with that, final ring shrink and kind of needing to play edge a lot of the time, it could be really helpful to have a Gibraltar on your team potentially for those situations. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, Apex, given the speed at which you run yeah. and the ring speed. Jump towers as jump well. Towers, yeah. I think you can play any legend you want. I mean, like play Caustic, play Gibraltar. Mm-hmm. I think it doesn't really matter because you have the speed at which you run and the mm-hmm. ring closes pretty slow and you have the jump towers. I think that you can you know, have fun, play whatever. I don't think always be closing has to change the legends you play. For sure. Um, what have you thought about the Evo armor being a part of this mode? I love it, Shane. Yep. I do. I mean, we've talked a lot about Evo armor. As soon as it you know came out, um, I don't you know think that it should always be like this. I like the different tiers of armor in Apex, but I can't say I don't like uh, dropping mm-hmm. and not having randomness affect um, those early gunfights. Yeah. You know, nobody's going to drop, get a purple armor, mm-hmm. and then beat me because I have no armor and no gun. Yeah. Drop, everybody's on the same playing field. You earn to level up your armor. And I just, it makes those early fights a lot more straightforward. A lot more strategic as yeah. well. Like it, it, you can outplay people and not have someone turn around on you because you shot them, but they had purple armor. Um, but also late game, it's just hilarious. The armor swaps, every box has purple at that point, sometimes red. And so, I mean, on console, a little bit harder to hit those armor swaps for sure. Uh, but I bet on PC, some of those end games are getting kind of crazy because you push to finish someone so you can grab that armor real quick before heading to that next guy. Yeah, it, it's pretty nuts, and I definitely think that it's a very cool, fun Lamentai mode. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, other advice, I guess, is because everybody knows where that, you know, pretty small final ring is, mm-hmm. be careful on those choke points, yeah. you know, because some teams, and perhaps yourself, are going to go there, knowing that people are going to funnel through yep. here because I know where the ring is and where people drop. So I'd be careful about that. Uh, but yeah, I'd say go out there and have fun with it. Yeah, have fun. It's a great mode. Enjoy it and keep playing Apex. Keep your skills sharp before this drop of Season 6. Speaking of Season 6, though, uh, we have a couple of trailers to react to. I think we're going to start with the boosted reveal trailer, so the season launch trailer. And this is the big one. Normally every season uh, really sets up everything cinematically and such. Uh, really cool one. What were your first thoughts, though, just off the trailer in general? Yeah, first thoughts, you know, we we open with the introduction of this new rocket 
that will kind of break down. Oh my. Um, but other than that, you know, we kind of saw this uh, in reverse mm-hmm. uh, scene of carnage. All the Ooh, legends fighting all the each legends other. Taking L's. Um, yeah, we got kind of a first look at Rampart's abilities with the uh, amped cover tactical that we're thinking will be mm-hmm. introduced. Uh, and then also the the turret yep. named Sheila. Sheila is a beast. I also love the fun little thing that was pointed out to me was that uh, Rampart was sitting on top of one of those buildings in that dome area with the turret. And she was not shooting any of the other fellow ladies that were out there on the field with her. So stick together, representation. It was really cool. There you go, Rampart. I love that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, my one of my biggest takeaways was I just love the colorway for the season. Like this whole blue-pink vibe, really colorful. We have the graffiti mods in there as well now. Uh, it's just really exciting, and I think it's cool. We had the very like rich, like celebratory gold color and now we have much more like a creative design feel to it yeah it's really cool but yeah let's talk a little bit about that rocket because i think people may not be understanding the size of this rocket right now at least in the cinematic it towers above everything it's huge the dome is huge the dome is huge in of itself and those mountain ranges are huge and this thing is poking out above the clouds absolutely skying over everything um i'm excited to see how much of the rocket is playable uh it didn't look super playable from the trailer at least from what we saw it looked like it was mostly under the rocket but if you can get up there that potentially can create whole new power position on world's edge and i can't even imagine people with charge rifles up there right now yeah (laughs) potentially pretty cool i mean we saw the harvester come in and that thing is massive mega Mm-hmm. It's huge. And so is is this going to rival that size, mm-hmm. be different? The playable question, I think, is uh, seriously big. It'll be cool to see. Do you think there's any deeper meaning to the that boosted trailer being in reverse? Yeah, I saw some people talking about that, saying like, hey, you know, pl- like I saw people playing it forward and being like, maybe this sets it up now for a launch. Like mm-hmm. we're gonna start the season with the rocket launch or something, or we're gonna at mid season launch the rocket. I'm interested because overall it's very weird that we need a rocket in the first place. Yeah. I think is that fair to say? That's fair. Because I think theoretically the first thought is um no new map because we're seeing World's Edge and we see a rocket. And so we've got all these teasers about Olympus and stuff. And so we're like, okay, are we building a rocket to go to Olympus? But we already know that these legends travel between these worlds already. I mean, they got to World's Edge somehow. They go back and forth right now. So it's interesting from a lore perspective. And I'm excited to see how it is explained, honestly. Yeah, it's definitely curious. You know, we know that Loba at one point lived on some off a mm-hmm. or was on Olympus. Same with Lifeline and Octane. Yeah. And so did they have to get a ticket on the rocket ship in order to come to the games? Um, kind of a puzzling question. The rocket is exciting. It looks super cool. Yeah. But how it fits into our story um, is definitely unknown, at least for us. Yeah. Speaking on the no new map aspect of things, I mean, I think a lot of people were somewhat disappointed by that. Uh, 
had it teased for a while now. Uh, what we know, uh, Henry and I, is from some leaked rumors and such, and talking to some people, is that the map was supposedly made, but there are so many bugs in it that it's unplayable. And obviously, none of this is uh, set in stone, the truth or anything. We have no idea what's honestly going on. This could be a part of their plan for sure. Um, but I think it is our consensus with a lot of people in the community having expected this and a lot of people still asking about it, that Respawn, in their best interest, should probably come out and say something about this map because it was pretty intensely teased. I mean, welcome to Olympus was the end of the quest. Yeah. And I just don't know. I think it'll be really interesting to see um, how we get there, I guess, from now on. Yeah. You know, it was back in season three. Yeah. That we got World's Edge and that was huge. Like mm-hmm. no, like a whole nother map for a battle royale, like as developed as uh, World's Edge was mm-hmm. like, we were very impressed. And, you know, three seasons later, uh, I think everybody kind of thought that we might get a new map. So mm-hmm. interesting to see how maybe the pandemic has affected the timelines yep. and things like that. Um, but yeah, I think that's what we think for sure. And don't get us wrong. I, Obviously, a slight disappointment in the lack of a map. Who knows what's going to happen with it, though. Um, but we're still incredibly excited for Season 6, and it's going to be freaking awesome. Let's dive a bit into now the Stories from the Islands that was released uh, just on Tuesday. And that is called The Endorsement. And I think the first thing is we should talk about is Blisk. Like, yeah. it was really cool um, to see the overlap between Titanfall and Apex this seriously. Henry and I are just such big titanfall fans and so the fact that you know blisk at the end of the trailer comes up to rampart drops the endorsement or apex predator card and says to him her here you earn this a which is exactly what he said to jack cooper at the end of uh, titanfall 2 who is the main protagonist and if you're curious about the titanfall lore check out one of our previous episodes we did a deep dive on the lore and story of titanfall and how it all related to apex uh, but seeing that crossover was really, really cool. Yeah, it was. we were definitely excited to see Blisk, just because we had these teasers mm-hmm. of Blisk being painted around the town. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a, a very cool start to a legend. Um, the trailer was pretty interesting. You know, we saw um, Bangalore and Gibraltar. A bit more casual. Chilling, mm-hmm. hanging out. Uh, drinking Elliot's, drinking Elliot's whiskey. True. Yep. Very cool. Love to see that. Um, and then we had an introduction of a lot of new characters, you a know? lot of um, new characters. How important it is, is mm-hmm. kind of up in the air. We didn't get a whole lot of dialogue to support these entries, but, uh, if anything, it kind of shows the diversity and, mm-hmm. you know, fullness of this universe that it's not just the legends living around here. Yep. Um, do you want to go into a couple of the people that we saw? Yeah, sure. I mean, we saw a lot of characters yeah. and obviously we got to see Rampart being incredibly badass and take out a lot of them. Those are some bullets. Those were, those look permanent to me. And I gotta say, I don't really know what these hoodlums were doing (laughs) showing up to a weapon modder's shop with swords. Yeah. I don't really know what the plan, I'm not saying Rampart's not a Mm -hmm. beast and didn't handle him easily, but I don't know if they brought the necessary equipment to do whatever they had in mind. For sure. Speaking of the characters, though, one of the characters with the sword, 
blue-haired girl. That's all we really know about her. She ends up knocking out Rampart uh, towards the end of the trailer. A lot of people were saying she has some kind of cool uh, looking uh, uncloaking, maybe invisibility ability of some sort, just because, you know, these legends always get teased in earlier uh, things. And so maybe some day down the road, we'll see that and see how her story plays in. Um, The more exciting theory, I think that's going around a lot of places, though, is the character of Big Sister, who showed up uh, red hair uh, with the mask on, glowing orange. And a lot of people are thinking that this could potentially be Mila, who is Crypto Sister that we uh, were confirmed to have been alive uh, after we thought she was dead. Uh, A lot of people are pointing to the eye color, though, saying that uh, Mila has green eyes and so it can't be Mila. Uh, I will say that, and I've seen a couple other people saying it, that uh, the eye color changes in the trailers for a lot of characters based on the... uh, trailer style and stuff so like forge had some green eyes and his eyes weren't green and his cinematic as well so it i don't think that should be the end all be all to rule that out but i just love the idea of potentially introducing characters in this way yeah and if this is mila it looked like some things have happened yeah i know last we know she was murdered by the syndicate yeah so you know, wherever she is now, she didn't look like her normal self. Mm-hmm. Looks like she's been through a lot, uh, wearing some sort of interesting mask. You know, who knows what it could be for health reasons, <laughs> mercenary reasons. Is she on revenge too? Mm-hmm. Um, what were they doing there talking with Rampart? Yeah. Like, interesting stuff. Yeah, and as much as this was a story of the Outlands supposedly sharing Rampart's introduction into the games, I still feel like we have a lot to learn about this character. And personally, I was a little disappointed that we didn't hear much about her backstory, honestly. Like, we already knew she was a weapon modder from everything they've talked about. And even in the captions of the videos, they spoke of her winning in the gauntlet and stuff. And I would have loved to see that and learn a bit more about her character because she seems like a freaking badass and really interesting. Yeah, I, I would definitely second that and that we didn't really get a lot of the history and we've mm-hmm. heard a lot of kind of rumors about her, uh, her underground fighting. Yeah. Um, but it, it's definitely, hopefully we get some more. Yeah. We get to flesh out this legend a bit more. We know they have a good, pretty good relationship with some of the legends mm-hmm. at least. And so that's definitely fun. And hopefully there's some cool interaction between, mm-hmm. um, all the legends in season six. Yeah. Fun trailers overall though. Um, Apex always has entertaining trailers at least. Uh, let's look at Rampart though in general and we're going to flesh out some of her abilities at least just from what we've seen and what we've had leaked. Uh, we spoke about it a little bit but there was a lot more rumors and a lot less confirmed things back then. So I think we should just talk about this real quick uh, to kind of share it in preparation for the next season and then obviously in another week after the season we'll hopefully have something up for you guys about how to play Rampart and be most effective. But Henry, I'll have you share these abilities to start. Yeah, so I guess we'll start off with maybe the most controversial ability <laughs> in the passive. Yeah. Um, the one that we've definitely spent the most time talking off air about, um, but it's titled Gunner, and it boosts the uh, the mag capacity and reload rate of light machine guns. Kind of what we're seeing being teased with this graffiti mod hop up in the LTM. It's interesting. 
It is massively interesting. I'm hesitant to say it's going to be effective, honestly, um, solely based off the fact that I think if you need to reload that LMG or you need the extra mags in the LMG, you're probably not in the best position for success at that point. The Spitfire's DPS just is not as good in comparison to some of the other guns out there, especially in the heavy class. And so it'll be interesting to see how this could potentially be effective. Yeah, we spoke about it in our last episode, breaking down like a couple ideas that Mm -hmm. were out there for this passive. But essentially, we're seeing an ability, a passive ability for a legend that is tied to a single gun. Yeah. Because Hellstar doesn't really have a mag size. Mm -hmm. And the Devotion is a care package weapon that you're not going to see very often. Yeah. So it's like this passive is tied to the Spitfire. and What we think it's going to be is a 15% larger mag size. And what that looks like is typically pick up the Spitfire and it has 35 bullets with no mag. Mm -hmm. Having this passive would make it 40 bullets. So, you know, there is a difference there. Um, If that difference was for an SMG, I think that would be a whole different conversation, honestly. a whole different ball game at that point. Because every bullet really does matter when you're up close, Mm -hmm. you know, with an R9 or a Prowler. Um, but this is for the Spitfire, essentially only. Theoretically. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then the other uh, part of it is the faster reload, and we think that's going to be a 25% uh, decreased time. Very noticeable with yeah, this hop-up. It. Like, you it's a big it. difference for sure. Yeah, reload time for the Spitfire is 2.8 seconds, and with this passive, brings it down to 2.1 seconds. So almost a second difference, mm-hmm. which this is a game of seconds and milliseconds, folks. Yeah, which is why you don't use the Spitfire in the first place, though. Hey, <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, I think we've spoken about the Spitfire a little bit, maybe in our slept on weapons. We mm-hmm. touched on it. Um, you got a lot of bullets. Mm-hmm. Gives a lot of forgiveness. You get it all kitted out with a barrel and, you know, all these nice things. It can be okay. But, uh compared to the assault rifles and the SMGs, Mm -hmm. the recoil uh, and that reload rate kind of just make it hard. And the the decreased uh, aim down sight movement speed really hurts, I think. That's a big difference. And we'll see. This passive, it looks like this could be it. I would be excited to see it potentially shift to something else. You know, these are all leaks and rumors. Nothing's confirmed yet. And so we can't speak to anything 100%. Uh, but yeah, that's the passive. Let's dive into the tactical though, which looks a lot more solidified and a lot more exciting. And that is amped cover or an AWOL essentially. It looks like you're building cover with an upper barrier that blocks incoming shots and boosts the damage of outgoing shots. It looks really cool, at least from what we've seen. Orange from the enemy's perspective and like a purplish tint uh, from your perspective. This is an ability that Henry and I are very excited about. Yeah, I mean, most legends are completely defined by their tactical. um, And I think that will definitely be true for Rampart. Um, One thing that we think uh, could be in this uh, tactical based on some leaks and some data mining is the fact that you can pick it back up. Yeah. And that, I think, speaks a lot if it does come true. because. How this uh, cover exists in the game uh, 
really is important. Like, does it disappear mm-hmm. like a Gibraltar dome after 12 seconds? Does it have a timer like Watson? Yeah. Does it have the 90 seconds and it just breaks? Um, you know, it is a shield that you'll mm-hmm. be shooting through. Um, and so does it have damage? Like, does it have health mm-hmm. hit points uh, that could potentially be destroyed by artillery or grenades or bullets? Um, a lot of questions, but the fact that you can pick it back up makes me lean towards it doesn't have hit points and it doesn't have a expiration that you put it down and it's there and there's nothing anybody can do about it except Rampart who can pick it back up mm-hmm. and then probably not place it on a different angle, but then it has a cool down in order to place it back again. Yeah. It'd be interesting. I'm excited and we'll see how much it changes the bullet damage you know that's a boosting bullet damage could be a big deal uh mid to late game especially uh a couple percentile points could make all the difference in gunfights and this could be a very good ability for that it could be very very good you know at least we'll be playing it we'll be testing it out we'll be giving you guys the updates Mm -hmm. um but in theory you slap one of these down Put a Watson pylon behind it. You're invincible. You're not taking any damage, <laughs> and you're putting out some serious firepower, especially yep. if the whole team's tight. So, this tactical, I think, is going to be big. I think it's going to continue to fit into the defensive meta uh, that everybody seems to like in Apex. Um, I'm excited to get in there and try this thing out, and hopefully, see that it's really good. And Rampart can be a uh, can definitely be a viable option for sure. Last but not least, we have the ultimate. Uh, so the leaked files read it as emplaced HMG. Uh, place a mounted machine gun that anyone can use. High ammo capacity, long reload time, requires heavy ammo. We now know it is nicknamed Sheila and looks cool. And we saw it first looks in both trailers of mm-hmm. it. And we saw it placed behind the A-wall, which was also very exciting. Henry and I are very interested in this. Balancing a turret in video games is a task and you know apex has not done a great job of having the legends introduced into the game uh, be very relevant at the start and up front and i hope that with this turret we get something that is more impactful early on yeah we're we're definitely at the edge of our seat on this ability um just be, i mean ultimates by themselves are very special you know, like, mm-hmm. when do you use an ultimate? Um, it's definitely a huge decision uh, for the entire team. Affects everybody. And, you know, my craziest thing is, say I'm playing Rampart. I got my flatline. I got my G7. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling good. In what situation am I going to not want to shoot with my G7 and flatline that I've been honing my skills for mm-hmm. over a year? to use this turret it must be pretty good it has to be it must be pretty dang good um and i'm excited to see how it plays this concept of it taking heavy ammo out of your inventory mm-hmm. uh, is definitely an interesting uh, idea at least at this point yeah um for balancing if it is very very powerful but if you're not carrying enough ammo maybe mm-hmm. the rate of fire is ridiculous and just shreds through ammo that could be a very interesting balancing idea to get a turret into the game uh, and make it be really good. Yeah, I think that's fair. It's exciting. I'm looking forward to 
next week and seeing what happens. This is going to be a really cool legend potentially. Um, and hopefully she has some really good abilities in game that alter things and can be very exciting to play. Let's dive into the new weapon that has been confirmed. That is the Volt. It's going to be awesome. First fully automatic gun to be introduced as a ground weapon potentially since the Havoc. It's been a long time coming. We've gotten a lot of snipers over the seasons. Yeah, we're we're really excited about this. You know, it's been a long, long time. You mm-hmm. know, season two, we got the L Star uh, coming in as a care package weapon. Then we got the charge rifle, season four, mm-hmm. season three. Season then we three. got the Sentinel in season four, and then we took a break, season five. And so having a having an SMG and a full auto gun is definitely interesting, and we're excited to see how it shakes things up. Yeah. The meta is so up close right now, and so getting an SMG would be really good. For people that don't know, the Volt uh, is from Titanfall and was an SMG in Titanfall. Crazy weapon. Extended mag put on that thing, and it had 40 in the mag. Uh, it was a really high damage thing. No bullet drop, solid fire rate. It's a really good gun in Titanfall. Obviously, the guns have in the past that have come from Titanfall into Apex have been altered and changed. Uh, partially and so we'll see what happens with this gun but hopefully it's something that competes yeah i certainly hope that this gun comes in and makes a big splash Mm -hmm. i hope it can compete with the r99 and the prowler select fire Um, i'm really hoping i think that would be so awesome it would if we had you know energy heavy and light all have a top tier smg i think it would just really make a well-rounded balanced loot pool and exciting mm-hmm. fights uh, I, I think it's going to be really cool some thoughts about what an energy smg might look like um is re- honestly really unknown um, but what we know based off of how energy weapons have behaved in apex to date is that they're typically pretty high damage per mm-hmm. bullet they definitely uh, have a punch they have a charge up time where kind of the the bullet spread kind of gets mm-hmm. refined over time and is slow at first. And then also a high muzzle flash. Yep. Um, you know, a crazy energy muzzle flash on an SMG that's up close could really at least serve to balance yeah. uh, the Volt. Uh, but it'll be interesting because SMGs more traditionally are low damage per shot, but high rate of fire yeah and if we introduce an energy smg that really does the opposite of what other energy guns do um that'll be kind of interesting to say the least i think to have a really fast smg in the energy class Mm -hmm. uh, will kind of mix things up and then there's the whole discussion on what attachments it's going to have yeah this is one of the most exciting things about season six in my point of view Mm -hmm. um you know Extended energy mags are not a thing in the game right now. And so will they be reintroduced? Uh, Will it be more like the Havoc and then you pick it up and it pretty much is what it is? Throw on a stock. Will we get a hop up with this weapon at all? Like there's so many questions. It'll be really interesting to see. And I'm I'm just excited. I really am. Yeah, we were joking uh, a few days ago about the story of Apex. Mm -hmm. And if you were to write a book about it, the tagline might be, an energy story. Yeah. Uh, we just had so many energy weapons introduced and so many changes to energy as an ammo type mm-hmm. and attachments and things like that. So, you know, with the introduction of a new energy weapon, 
Will they change back the drop rate of the energy ammo? Will there be changes to this? So lots of unknowns, but this is probably what we're most excited about. Just like you said, for sure. New gun, big deal. Next thing is crafting. This is a wild card. I think that's the best way to put it. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Apex website reads, introducing crafting. Don't like your gear? Collect materials around the map and build something better. We have no idea what this looks like. It could, there's no, not any rumors, leaks, nothing. Um, Is this going to entail having new things to find around the map, like crafting material or armor fragments to put stuff together? Will you be able to carry extra armor or guns in your inventory so you can use them to craft? And where do you craft? And how common will crafting be in this game? Yeah, this is definitely a huge new mechanic uh, to be putting in the game and uh, yeah like you said we don't know what this is going to look like you know is it going to overhaul the entire inventory system of picking things up is there going to be new uh materials that you have to get like shards or fragments Mm -hmm. of things in order to assemble uh, different items and then you know we know this is coming in with rampart she's all about weapons is this going to strictly be for weapons and if so, what does that look like? Like, does two RE45s equal an R99? Yeah. Uh, can you craft individual attachments? Mm-hmm. Are we going to see, like, weapons put on a tier system? You know, similar, mm-hmm. like you have a level one R301 that kind of has all the attachments, and then you can upgrade it to a level two. Like, definitely interesting stuff happening here. We really don't know what it's going to look like. This is one of the weirdest things I think Apex has done so far. And I hope it works out and I'm excited to see how it plays. One of the ideas you had, which I think is really cool and simplest in my point of view, but probably not going to happen based on the description of the crafting from the website. And that is using like bullets, like light ammo, heavy ammo to craft attachments or things like that. Yeah. How you will actually engage in crafting is so interesting. Like, where will these little workbenches be? Like, will the replicator be in here? Will you only be able to do this at, you know, a rampart location? Um, How impactful will it be, I think, is uh, a, a big question for this. Last but not least, we have new emote sprays confirmed for the game. You know, kind of fits into this whole graffiti thing that's going on right now. Uh, It will be interesting to see. I've never been a huge uh, emote person myself or using the sprays. And so I probably won't use them a ton. But I know there's a lot of people out there that'll get some serious enjoyment out of this. It'll be interesting to see how they fit into the battle pass and stuff like that. And, you know, what they cost from an Apex coin perspective if they make it into the store. All good things to see soon. Yeah. Next, let's just kind of talk for a few moments, minutes, about season five Mm -hmm. and comparing now at least what we know at this point about season six to season five. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have a little table in front of us um, showing the comparison. And the first thing on the list is legend. Yep. Both season five and season six have a new legend. Great. Next thing is hop ups. In season five, uh, we lost the anvil receiver Mm -hmm. and got back the skull piercer. Very interesting. Interesting. Season six, we're not sure. 
if we're getting a new hop up. Mm-hmm. Um, right now we have the graffiti mod, mm-hmm. which appears to be more of like a, a teaser or an Limited advertisement thing. Yeah. Yeah. For Rampart. But Shay and I really like hop ups mm-hmm. and something that we talk about a lot is the choke. You know, yeah. The choke will probably be phased out this season. You know, I would, I would expect think. it. Yeah. So does that mean we might get a new hop up for the Volt? Does that mean we might bring back the turbocharger or mm-hmm. the disruptor rounds? Um, or will we keep maybe the graffiti mod in here? So lots of unknowns there, but I think, I think we can keep our eye on hop up as being something to see in season six. For sure. When it comes to POIs, you know, we had three big season five Kings Canyon POIs. And right now for season six, looking like we're going to get three as well. The Rocket, uh, Rampart Shop, and then we have some sort of observation post. Something's going in on Kings Canyon. We've had it, you know, teased a ton uh, by data miners and such. So we're pretty sure that's coming. Um, It'll be interesting to see if they do changes to both maps, though, rather than just focusing on World's Edge. Yeah, we even saw that Kings Canyon, uh, like observation UFO Mm -hmm. in a... Uh, dev stream yep so like these things are out there we're mm-hmm. excited to see we also have quests and so you know we got our first quest on king's canyon last season very exciting uh i don't know what we're gonna have this season their writers haven't talked about it a lot um it wasn't nothing said about quests in the season six a uh, little website intro they first gave for the season will it be on world's edge will it be on king's canyon could it be on olympus somehow which would make great sense with the rocket being built to take us there potentially. <laughs> you got that right. The next thing, new weapon. Season five, no new weapon. Mm-hmm. Season six, yes. Yes. Point Volt for season coming. six. Big, big celebration. New map. Nope. No new map season five. And no new map so far for season six. Some people are holding out for maybe a new map of the split. Mm-hmm. But as far as we know, no new map season six. Next, we have the game mechanics, which is one of Henry and I's favorite things that happened in season five. Uh, And this was the complete overhaul of the UI for the inventory system. Made it so much better to use. We had charge towers introduced into the game out of nowhere. The reconnect feature and conditional legend chatter, which still blows our mind to this day. A lot of new things put into everyday gameplay. I mean, yeah, almost every single one of those significantly changed our enjoyment of the entire season. Yep. So big. And for season six, we got crafting and maybe some other stuff. We don't know. We'll find out with the patch notes, most likely. Um, It's just hard to think that anything could even compare to that, though, which is so crazy. Like, legends talking to each other is insane. So hopefully crafting's really cool. Yeah, and we got a lot of that cool stuff and maybe the the gameplay trailer, the battle pass Mm -hmm. trailer. So. There's time. We also had legend balancing in season five. We got Mirage, Pathfinder, and then Bloodhound and Caustic kind of got some balancing changes to them. Those are the big ones. Those are the big ones. Obviously, a lot of other stuff as well, uh, but those are the big ones. We also, in season six, we don't know. Maybe Bangalore, maybe Loba. People are still begging for some more Octane changes. It'll be interesting to see what they do. Apex is in a really good state right now. Uh, from a balance perspective, a lot of complaints about Revenant. We might see something with him potentially, um, but compare it to back to like season two, season three, like Apex is in such a great state, so I wouldn't expect to see as many changes. 
Then with weapon balancing, we had big changes to the alternator, RE45, and the Sentinel, changing it from using batteries, the cells. And season six, we're not quite sure what we're going to begin next. Mm -hmm. And then had new gold weapons for season five, five of them. Still don't know we're going to get new season six. Maybe flip flop it, Mm -hmm. change it up. I would love to put a bruiser on anything. Two-time digital threat's been a rumor for a long time, too. Yeah. And that, maybe that gets introduced on a gold gun. That could be really cool. That would be a pretty big content thing, in mm-hmm. my opinion. We then had some gold items. So we had changes to the gold armor, how it was used, taking away the fast heals from it, and also had uh, in competitive play changes to the knockdown shield, which was kind of interesting as well last season. And then season six, obviously, we don't know what's going to happen. Um, They've been making a lot of changes to gold items, so we could see something coming for sure. Then we have care package stuff. Peacekeeper and Mastiff got switched, which was absolutely huge. Kind of came out of nowhere. Not a lot of people were expecting that. And it's going to be exciting. There's been some people speculating the R9 could end up in the care package. I'm doubtful of it, and I don't think it would be great for the game. Uh, But it's been thrown around, at least on Twitter. It certainly has. But that's kind of, you know, comparing season five and season six from what we know. And I think the overall point of this is to show that season six is going to be just as exciting, if not more exciting than season five. Um, People are definitely going to be disappointed in the lack of a map after how much it was teased. Um, But really enjoy the season for what it is. And, you know, Apex is obviously going to do what they can to drop more content and stuff. Hopefully we'll see some more limited time modes potentially mixed in throughout the season. Uh, but I think we're getting a lot of good, good stuff this season that's going to be really entertaining. And now we have the Dropping Together segment. Today we are featuring Anthony. Hey guys, I love your podcast. I listen to it every Wednesday morning at work or driving. I like to think I'm a good player, but your tips and tricks help me stay centered. I've been playing Apex since launch, and I have an idea for a feature on the next map or potentially a new game mode. The new map could feature an energy rainstorm after round four starts. While outdoors in the rain, it would act to speed up the cooldown of all abilities. This could make for some aggressive and exciting gameplay. What are your thoughts? It could be really cool. I love environmental shifts and maps Mm -hmm. and stuff. Like That's one of my favorite things about a lot of video games in general. Uh, and so seeing that in Apex could be really, really cool. Uh, kind of sounds like a second zone in a way, which could be kind of interesting. Yeah. But I'm not against the idea in whatever capacity it is. Maybe something that gets introduced with a new map, some sort of environmental twist. I don't know. I have nothing against limited time modes. Mm-hmm. You know, like people say right now the Apex is all like abilities only and yeah. less gunplay. I disagree with that. Mm-hmm. And this would, you know, certainly make for more abilities, less gunplay. But that's fun, you know? And for a limited time, that's really cool to be able to showcase what these abilities can do. I'm all for it. For sure. Uh, Anthony plays on PS4. He says in pubs he's usually a top five after his team rage quits. He needs some team to stick with him so he can get some more wins. Uh, his username will be in the description. Make sure to give him some ads and play some great games. Time to wrap it up with some questions, though. First question is coming from Druins underscore 22. Predictions for weapons uh, and legends buffs nerfs changes to legends and guns for this season. Got anything? Yeah. Thanks so much for the question. Um, 
this is a big one. You know, for Shay and I, this is really what dictates um, a lot of our enjoyment of the season. You know, the balancing, essentially. And we have some ideas about where they may go. Um, but I think Shay and I are of a similar mind that the game is super well balanced. For they sure. did a lot of the dirty work last season with really bringing the, all the legends in line with multiple reworks, multiple balancing changes, and then all the weapons are really fun to use. So, you know, we have our guesses. Maybe Bangalore will get some attention. Mm-hmm. We'd love to see some change to Loba's tactical, perhaps. Um, but I think we shouldn't expect too much because, honestly, what we have is really, really good. Yeah. And then at the same time, though, we also have stuff like Wraith changes coming out of nowhere. So yeah, it's easy for us to say, you know, we expect not a lot to happen, but something could happen, you know. It could come out of nowhere. But I think overall go in not with the thought that everything is going to be redefined when it comes to the meta. Last question is from Anthony underscore Pisa. What made you do this podcast? Good question. Great question, Anthony. Really, it came down to Henry and I. uh, We talk about Apex so much and all video games on a daily basis. And I guess we just figured, you know, once this whole quarantine started, we were like, we might as well try and pick up a new hobby. We enjoy talking. Might as well record the conversations. And it's been really awesome to create a following and a community around it and interact with all you guys. And it's pushed us to continue to do it and start some exciting new projects as well. Yeah. And this is our six month anniversary. Yep. Like we've been doing this for six months. You know, we've been working really hard on the social. We've been grinding on the podcast and it's been really awesome to see the amazing results of this community. And hopefully we can get six more months in here. For sure. We got some cool stuff on the horizon as well. Stay posted. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Subscribe to us on Apple Pods. It would help us out a ton. It means a lot. Follow us on Spotify. Leave a five-star review with your question or review. We'll make sure to answer it on the next episode. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Third Party Pod. Sub to our YouTube channel, The Third Party Podcast, and stop by our weekly stream. Check out our Discord via the link in the description below. It's a great place to find teammates and really talk, hang out, all the Apex conversations. Best way to reach us as well, honestly. Uh, We're active there if you tag us in there. And thank you so much for listening to the Third Party Podcast. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Boom, whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow.